Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Core. This is Core, video game talk from three dudes. I'm Scott Johnson, Bo Schwartz, and John Jagger. No ladies here. Sorry. We probably should get a lady sometime. <laughs> what know. an intro. We it never, wasn't we a don't, thing. We don't have ladies you said it, and now it's a thing. Well, it's a thing, but I mean, think about it for a second. Like, a female perspective. Guys, cool. a, a female perspective on the show wouldn't be a bad thing. But No, it'd be a welcome thing, but it, it wasn't be. a thing until you said it. <laughs> What a way to start a show. The stuff that's wrong with us. And now, of the show. Anyway, hey, there's nothing wrong with us. Everything's fine. Welcome to the show. I hope you're all having a nice, calming, chill election week. Uh, certainly, we are trying to. And uh, we thought it'd be fun to come on Wednesday and talk about games like we always do. There's a bunch to talk about, and we three are here to do it, so let's do it. Right, so it's a slow news week. We are in the part of the fall uh, slash early winter where things start to get a little bit quiet until some major releases and some of those are delayed and there's lots of other weird stuff going on. Plus, it's a COVID year, so it's a weird year in general. However, a few things floated past the the core desks at Frog Pants Central. Wouldn't that be cool if we had a whole building and we were just all in that building? Yes, it would be super cool. We should do that. That's it would be so the coolest, great. actually. How cool would that be? Like, we could uh, have a cafeteria and uh, yeah. do all those things. It'd be amazing. I would love We'd have that. a video game room. We'd have a theater. Yep. We'd have a, a movie theater as well. Yeah. We'd be like and a whole network. We'd have something on all the time, yep. you know, yep. during Our broadcast D&D room, hours. 24. You oh. know what? We could do a 24-hour thing oh. where most of the day is filled with live content and th- from like 10 p.m., on a normal day, 10 p.m. to like 8 a.m. the next morning is like great reruns and like mashed up content or some kind of cool night show that we somebody runs and does. And then the next day we do it all over again. That'd be amazing. Let's just oh, do and then I could do my show. Yeah, then you could do your show. The badly named show that I've always dreamed of, Satter Blast. Oh, tell, wait, hold on. It's a mashup of the word Saturday with the word blast. And it's a blast <laughs> for your ears. And I originally envisioned it as another episode of Morning Stream on Saturdays as the Saturn Blast, but then the idea just floated out of my head. Was that? It sounds but like I, a, uh, a, I just marketed the name of my friends, and they laughed and said it was the worst name they ever heard. It's <laughs> not. A, it's a name <laughs> akin to Mountain Dew. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what it sounds like to me is a Saturn Blast. <laughs> Welcome to the Saturn Blast, everyone. We're gonna blast your ears off with so many awesome things. But first, 
over to John, the intern. John. John, intern. Reporting from the Dildo Factory. What do you How's got? it going over there? Yeah, what do you got uh, in the Dildo Factory? What do you see? Things are looking prickly at the Dildo Frat Factory <laughs> today, um, but people are abuzz with excitement with the many new uh, exciting products that they're about to receive. Well, anyways, click. That was the worst reporting we've ever heard, but what can you do is John the intern. Yep. Anyways, off to the weather. Yeah. With- See? Scott, the weather blaster. Uh, today's uh, hot with a chance of dildo. All right. <laughs> but here's the thing. That is actually what it feels like. To, not the hot part, but not, it definitely yeah, exactly. feels like it. But this is what I was going to say. Your, uh, that thing sounds like a section in your in your skater zine you used to do. Do you remember when you used oh, to yeah. do that? Yeah, yeah. What was that called? A Saturday. We zine. We zine. We zine. Oh, my dude i love that so much and that's the thing in a building like that a company like that we could revive weedazine even you could put out it could be a publishing arm of everything these are all oh, fun damn, dreams all this legalization have. going around who would not want a publication called weedazine <laughs> yeah well a whole bunch of states <laughs> just passed, off the tongue. a whole bunch yeah, of states passed new now, weed so. stuff yeah you got oh my gosh arizona yeah. all i gotta do is go to arizona now for legal weed Mm-hmm. done mm-hmm. i'm getting surrounded we're, by legal weed ready. states colorado's got legal weed down over there you guys have it now just below us nevada right next to us they've got it it's going to come to this point where utah can't, has no choice we just have to do yeah. it yeah right it's gonna it's gonna just be hovering in the air above you regularly <laughs> and you're just gonna have to accept it yep I'm ready for that. Or future. going outside well, will be literally breaking the law. I, That's right. I love your vision for our future as a giant uh, monolithic streamer co. Yeah, let's do I it. I like this. I like it a lot. I can see cubicles. I see where everyone's sitting. We'll have producers and writers and we'll have guys, technicians behind cameras and all sorts of stuff. And we'll just make the best content the planet ever had. And oh, hell yeah. No way Amen to, to that. Like, do in person? Instead of over oh, this, yeah, the D and D room we could build. Like, oh man, I'd do it for that alone. If everything else sucked, but we had a great D and D room, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Like a total, like a, t- a room dedicated to tabletop. Uh, TWBD would be like the the, the showcase it's a streaming show. tabletop. Like, but they'd so, also have you know. other stuff. People could be doing war gaming stuff. Metz- hey, Metzen came by with his yeah. with his war chief crew. They're showing off their new tabletop game, and they just spend three hours in there streaming that. Oh, all right, yeah. We can dream. All right. Well, we'll put plans together. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you guys know how we'll it goes. get right on that. Yeah, uh, Patreon.com slash bias. <laughs> yeah, let's account. get that Patreon bump. Yeah, we're gonna put a new tier. There's like one dollar, two dollar, and we're gonna we're gonna put the five million dollar tier <laughs> for those that want to support this crazy building. You never know. Finally. Well, I mean, and I would, we'll send you some art. I would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> anyway, uh, so here's the other thing. Also, we'd have to all move in the same place, but that's a whole other issue. Um, right. We can figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So here's I mean, Arizona t- just got cool, but I could still leave it. It's ridiculously hot here. It so. is really hot there. But the weed, the weed, you'll be fine. <laughs> yep. uh, Game Pass. You know, Game Pass, it's that Microsoft subscription you're paying 10 bucks for now. Started at five on the PC. Had an 88 cent a month trial, which was pretty cool back when that happened. Uh, mm-hmm. You can get the whole ultimate deal, which gets you Xbox side and some DLC and some other things, plus the PC side, or just 10 bucks for PC. Well, as it was announced a little while ago, EA was jumping in with EA Play, and it didn't increase the price. For that same 10 bucks. you're just going to get EA Play thrown in. That's not quite ready to go, but before it launches on the 10th of this month, which came up pretty fast. I forgot it was this soon. Uh, you can... Uh, preload EA games right now. So if you didn't play that Star Wars, what was it called? Legends of the Guy. 
Redhead. <laughs> yep. Uh, Star Wars. What was it? Stop, stop. Red, Legend of the Red Jedi Redhead. Fallen Order. I remembered it. <laughs> Redhead Fallen Order. Got it. Yep. So, yeah. So that thing, you could preload it, have it all set to go. And then on the 10th, if you're already a Game Pass subscriber, bam. You're playing those games, but John, do we know where we're playing them? Meaning, is this? I, do I, I have to run Origin, or do we I not don't know? know? I grabbed this news story, and I well, feel like I should have uh, researched it better because yeah. I tried to pull it up on the app, and I can't find it. Um, so it might be just on the Xbox Store right now. It might not be on the PC Store just yet. Yeah. Um, but per uh, per a tweet from Tom Warren, uh, the Tom Warren verified Uh, xbox game pass subscribers can now preload ea play games ready for the launch next week you can download all games but they won't unlock until november 10th okay so playing it through sounds like through the game pass interface which is what i would prefer over trying to have another launcher sort of dance with that thing so that's cool um i one presumes the same process on the game or on the uh, xbox you just go and install the damn thing and wait for it to unlock so if there are any ea games you're itching to play and honestly for me it is that jedi game uh because i never played it so i do want to play that and i never got around to buying it so there's that and then um what else (laughs) can't think of anything else right now oh they don't have hot see i love a hockey game love it love hockey video games but i don't know if you knew this as a canadian but i love hockey hockey video video games. games are good i see the appeal I and love them. I like. I've watched a lot of hockey over the years, so I, I'm. I get. It. You're a true Canadian. You understand, and I love like, uh, what's it called? There's a movie doing hockey. I love it. It feels so good in video game form. Now I can't think of the name of it. What but, uh, goon? No, it's no. basically where somebody out on the outside, the like Mighty a, Ducks. I like Not the mi- There's um, I think there's Les Boys. That's also a, that's a French yep, Canadian hockey film. Yeah, it's Homelander like is the my boys. Favorite yeah, La Homelander and um, Le- no, Les Boys is like it's Canadiana. Like you should check it out and watch it because it's like a you know how you like um, what's that Kinder Bill or what's this called Letter Kenny Kinder um, Bill. <laughs> kinder bill like like letter kennedy is you know probably i haven't uh, letter kennedy is 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 like i know it's selling like we have a lot of content that sells itself on being canadiana so you know oh, to okay. a foreign market that looks like oh canadiana show that's why i hate letter kennedy or i haven't seen it but i'm not into watching letter kennedy because i'm just like whatever i live here i don't need to watch that yeah. um and so like uh and the same with uh bucko's gas or corner gas that's another one that's like that <laughs> uh like i'm just like i don't watch that crap i'm like yeah i live here i'd get it um so the uh um is that what that's like when i play boys a though is a canadiana hockey film oh. uh, they made th- two sequels and it's like a legendary sort of thing there's probably yeah. another one you're talking about with like emilio Estevez, not emilio estevez that's mighty, that's ducks. mighty ducks. um there's there's they a also there's had a, two sequels. Hang yeah. on, hockey movies. Mighty Ducks Their had big move Emilio was they, they no. skated in slap, a uh, slap shot. I think is what. Oh, slap shot's that old one with yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's also like a legendary hockey movie. I yeah, believe. people love slap shot around here. It's seventies, um, I think, mid seventies. Uh, yeah, uh, who's the guy? Another one. I'm, Paul Newman. That was who's in that. Paul Newman, right? Yeah, it's Paul Newman. Yeah. Um, anyway. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else I'm missing, but no, no. Les Boys, if you want your Canadiana, and if you want an you know American actor in your hockey movie, it's uh, Slapshot. Okay, and Mighty Ducks for the kids, know. right? 
It might be ducks for the kids. Yeah. yeah. You got yeah. the whole family taken care of. Well, anyway, the point and is I love I love a good video game, hockey game, and I love EA's games for the most part have been what I've loved in the past. Like uh this goes way back, but NHL ninety four, I still say is like one of the greatest sports games I ever played. And I loved it. And there was a move in that game, I think it's called one shot or something, where you're the forward or whoever t- takes the puck down to somebody who's closer to the net. And that pass is the next hit on that puck is the shot. And I forget what that's called. Touch once or one touch or whatever it is. I love doing that. It feels so good. You score the goal. The light goes, where, 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 and your team got to point. And I just love that feeling. One timer, that's it. One timer. Anyway. Uh, I don't think they have, but the whole my back to my point. EA doesn't have a version of that game on PC this year, uh, or any year that I know of in the last ten ten years. So I'm super irritated by that. FIFA, I can get FIFA on my freaking uh, TV, or <laughs> you can play video games on your TV, guys. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can get FIFA to play on this bag of almost gone chips. That's how yeah. ubiquitous FIFA is. But try to get an NHL game. On a PC in 2020, freaking forget it. It's all either bad rip-off hockey game nightmares that don't have true teams or don't play very well or whatever, or or just nothing. That's just it. And it bums me out because hockey's cooler than soccer. Take that. Uh, international yeah. football. Take it. Right in the... Well, the good news what? is you're not making many enemies with that statement. <laughs> I like soccer just fine, but I really like hockey, and I want more hockey games. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, whatever it is, the EA fandom's makes, pretty fervent too. It's fun, sure. And they've got the they got the they got Madden. You know, if you like, I like football. I'd play Madden again if it was just honest on a subscription I'm already paid for. So why not? I'd download that. Um, so you can start doing that, but you can't play them until next Wednesday, a week from today is mm-hmm. when you can play them. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, does this seem good? I mean, we've talked about this happening. It's a good value yeah. that they yeah. threw this it's in. It's going to be EA games. It's going to make that deal even better. And you should definitely play that Star Wars game. It is surprisingly good. I am absolutely going to do that. And I look forward to helping Redhead McGee find the forest or whatever happens in there. You should also play it on easy. Oh, is that true? I don't want to. Why? Why is well, that? Because you don't like Dark Souls. No, I don't. I really don't. Well, I don't. And I don't not not like it. I just don't want. I don't have time for a game that wants to punish me. Okay, you know? so I played on the the medium difficulty, and I died every now and then, like a decent amount. Not not a ton. I wouldn't. Not nearly as much as Dark Souls, but I died a decent amount. You have to be a little more careful. You have to be a little more strategic. So I think if you want to go in and you want to play kind of just more hack and slash, I'm a Jedi swinging my saber around. I think you probably want easy. Is it easy, hard, or sorry, easy, medium, and hard, or easy, normal, and hard? Is that the choice? I think there might be one above hard as well, but um, yes. Okay. Basically. Well, then I'll take your advice. Although they have different names. It's like Padawan, Jedi, Knight, oh, Jedi okay. Master, or something like that. That makes sense. I'll play. I'll, I'll I'll take your advice because I what I want is the fun and the the you know the idea that I'm playing a Jedi in a game and I don't care to <clears throat> have fights that take too long or kill me and have to have me worry about memorizing too much boss stuff like that's what I don't like about those games and I and I realize look if if I had been if I was 22 years old and 
the Dark Souls games were the thing of the day, I would be so into those. Like, that would be all I'd want to do. Partly because I had all the time in the world to do it, but I don't anymore. I say that knowing how much time I'm going to spend in WoW at the end of the month, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, value add. We like it. Oculus Quest 2 uh, was pre-ordered five times as much as the original. We don't know what that means in terms of numbers because they didn't release any, but... uh, 15 people. 15 total people. (laughs) They all have them, though. (laughs) Only six and a half ordered them last time. Yep, there's uh, a baby. Yeah, there's a baby. He's an adult. Man. He's uh, paraplegic. No, that's terrible. Anyway, this thing is uh, out, and uh, and people are buying <laughs> it. I know I didn't go anywhere good. So I. I there's so much wrong on. with everything that was said in the past minute. <laughs> 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 yeah. My brain finally just spun upside down and went. <laughs> this is how my day's gone today. I am I'm completely off my. It's okay. It's a jacket. tough week for all of us, and I feel in it. Everyone I'm seeing today is that little off. It's, yeah, it's in the air. It's throwing me off. So I say things I don't mean, but uh, I'll tell you this. So yep. yes, the safe bet: more than fifteen people got the Oculus Quest. Uh, five times whatever that number is got the Oculus Quest too. This bodes well for uh, for VR. I know you guys both like VR and have been excited about VR. Yeah. So I'm gonna let you guys be excited. Okay. Well, let me tell you this: who, this entire time has just been going. Eh. Who cares? Here's here's who what I'll here's cares? what I'll tell you. I've learned about VR because I do like VR. The fact that we've accomplished a thing that is that level of fidelity and does what it does is really great. And and in the case of both the Quest One and Two, I have a original Quest, and this Two I don't have. But I'm not sure I will because I don't like a Facebookery going on right now. But anyway, long that's a whole other yeah. issue. Um, I really think VR is cool. But until the VR is as simple as wearing a pair of glasses, VR will never have the reach that VR needs to have. And that includes into the hands of people like John Jagger. Here's why I think that's true. Um, you don't want to have, even when it's easier to set up and more convenient, like the quests are being portable and battery driven and all of that. Um, I just don't want to have a thing on my head all the time. And then I don't want to take it off to be taking the break and then go situate it again and get all back in there. And okay, whoop, my left eye's a little off. Okay, it's adjusted. Okay, now I'm back into this thing. I don't think gamers are ready for that. There are going to be people on the fringes who are, who are stoked about this and see this as what it is, early days of a technology. And they're going to ride that wave and they're going to see it change and evolve and get smaller and lighter and better and faster and all those things. But they killed... The- Sorry, yeah. I'm interrupting, but I have a thing to say when you're done. No, do you go ahead? Go ahead, interject. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, you're uh, good. That they were building that Google Glass. They killed it for privacy issues, I think. Well, that thing like was, Google Glass. Yeah. Like I understand they're not the same product, but right. my understanding is Google Glass is like the lightweight version of tech in your eyes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you know that, that's like almost approaching it from the opposite direction, right? We got this big machine. We put it on our head. But like they're also trying to build those small things, and it's like what we're at. Like if I could just put on a pair of glasses and play games, that's the ideal situation, right? right? I right. just put these on, put some earbuds in, and I'm in the world. And they're like a little small and lightweight. And then I'm thinking, well, the other solution that's obvious is if I got VR headset and I want to talk to somebody in the outside world or in a, interact externally, then put a camera on the other side so I can see through. Like I flick it on and I can see around, so I don't have to take the damn things off every five seconds. 
uh, or whatever. You know, it's like you said, it's inconvenient to put them on, adjust it, do all that stuff. Right. But then we're basically talking about Google Glass because the Internet's going to be in the VR goggles and that's there. And I don't know how many people are aware. <laughs> I don't know if people are aware that these two trains are going to meet at some point. Oh, on they the definitely will. I think mixed reality, what they're called now, but but basically this idea that VR and AR, which Google Glass was a form of AR, uh, yeah. augmented reality and virtual reality will collide at some point that you'll have one device that fits both needs and it'll be small and convenient, quick and easy and not this helmet you have to take on and off all the time. It's that's what I think is keeping it from the masses. The mass appeal will come when it's not a helmet to take on and off. And well, I know the that funny sounds, thing is, is yeah. that that technology is all starting to converge and you can see how it can match together because you've got people saying, I don't want to be tethered to my PC, but I want it to be powerful and I want it to look good and I want it to be as realistic as possible. And you go, OK, well, what's the other technology that's real prevalent and trying to gain a foothold in gaming right now? And that's cloud gaming. And you go, OK, well, if we're going to be pushing 5G and we're going to be pushing the ability to have high um, bandwidth over cellular network connections and we're going to be using cloud computing to be able to push uh, next-gen graphics to systems that have almost no power well now that little visor is limited only by what the screens are that you're putting in it you can literally have a pc that's as powerful as you want in something that needs to be the size of whatever the screen is on your face. And I think like all of those things could come together and make something really amazing. It just hasn't happened yet. Pokemon go like unlimited edition. Like think about a lightweight Google glass that gives you full VR or AR options that you can run around the earth collecting, you know, Virtual JPEGs, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. more of those sweet JPEGs you know, you've been telling me. Like, about. like if yeah, it's so seamless, like you're talking about the convergence. So the program is not even running on my glasses; they're running in the cloud. Yeah. I have the option with my lightweight earbuds and glasses thing that Scott really wants. Can do VR, can switch to AR, or switch to see through. I can consult the internet through the glasses as well, and boom, that's the convergence, right? Yeah. And like, yeah. Are we heading there? Like, yeah, well, you're definitely heading <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, we're, we're basically just, there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're almost at a place where this is doable. Yeah, we're getting there, and we'll get there. I fully believe. Do you think we'll Pokemon, get there. the Pokemon company, is like trying to, you know, do you think they think of that? They thought of that, and they're like, hmm. I mean, that's well, who you need to talk to. You want to push your technology. I, you guys have heard me talk about cell phone games and how much I hate them, and the only exception on my phone is Pokemon Go. If they want to get you on board with something, just put a Pokemon on it. And I'm like, okay, well, John's I guess in, I got yeah. it. Put Pikachu on yeah. it. But, that, but you know what? You bring up phones. That's a good comparison. Phones in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s, cell phones, wireless technology. They were big, bulky nightmares. Software was kind of dumb and lame. They made phone calls and that was about it. There wasn't anything really special going on. That was a slow burn. And people who loved that and were impressed with it were happy to carry this brick around in their pants and give themselves testicular cancer. Not really, but you know what I mean? They were happy to live with the beastie things for as long as they remained beastie. And then they got smaller and more precise. And Nokia comes along. And then Motorola does some cool things. And then you get into the, the aughts and you start to see some stuff that's flat or smaller with keyboards, whether it's, you know, blueberry or black, not blueberry, blackberries. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, I'm thinking about Bowie's. That's, uh, that's my mobile company. Yeah, it's your mobile phone. <laughs> um, but like those, those come along and they do a thing and then you got stuff happening with Palm and then that does a thing. And then suddenly there's this thing 
like it or not, that Apple does in 2007, which changes everything, which is the smartphone, in, even in its most basic form that it was then. Today, the phones we carry around with us do a billion things, but also they're ubiquitous in a way that they've never been before. Why? Because we crossed a, th- crossed a threshold that was a combination of a whole bunch of important vectors, battery life, size, clarity, fidelity, capability, camera functionality, um, speed, internet speed, access, all this stuff is now to a point where way more people have them than don't. Where it was not that in the 90s, where it was a, it was a very small percentage of people had them. Even smaller percentage had something like, you know, pagers or whatever. And so there's like a tipping point. And VR is headed toward a tipping point. I don't know when it will be, but my heart tells me it's when things are smaller, flatter, cheaper, faster, and have longer battery life. And I think when we hit that, whatever that is, then I'm driving with my prescription glasses that also double as AR and VR devices. And me interacting with other people is as simple as me just saying, you know, Oculus off or whatever the term is for whoever brand I'm wearing. And they turn off and now I'm just talking to Bo face to face. Um, and I get a little, I might get a little UI element that pops up telling me I have a new email. But other than that, I'm seeing clearly the whole world in front of me. But now everyone's gone. I'm like, all right, I'm going to play Pokemon for the next hour. And I just walk around and Pokemon are getting catched because I'm watching them with my eyes and it recognizes my hands. And like, that's where we're headed. But until we get there, mass adoption, not going to be a thing. My guess is this five times more on the Quest 2 probably means we're somewhere in the million units sold. And last time we were somewhere in the hundreds of thousands of units sold. Or if I'm wrong about that, maybe we were in the millions sold and now we're in the tens of millions or something. Either way. I was tempted by it. Yeah. Like I saw it and I thought, well, maybe like the price was good, um, generally speaking. And, you know, the format isn't that bad. I'll be honest with you, Scott. My my reservations initially uh, beyond just not having the money was the Facebook thing. I was like, oh, yeah, then I got to. I have a Facebook account, but it literally kills me every time I have to use it for just about anything. So mandatory I don't really want to do that. I don't, yeah. don't want to deal with Facebook stuff. I certainly don't want to put Facebook on my face. So, uh, but <laughs> that was the, uh, play of the game right yeah, there. Play of the game. That was pretty good. I've never <laughs> heard anybody the, say that. That was the That's, one thing that threw me away. Yeah. Nobody. I, look, the thing, the, the mandatory with a quest Two, you have to have, a Facebook account, you have to sign in with it. You have to be tied into that ecosystem whether you like it or not to have an Oculus Quest. And they're not even calling stuff Oculus anymore. It's Facebook VR is the name of the division of the company now. Um, it won't be long, I think, before the Quest is just called Facebook Quest for the three or something else. Like I don't like them doing this with the brand. I understand why they're doing it, but it feels like they're tone deaf to how people feel about Facebook and there was a lot of goodwill about Oculus as, a, as its own thing and running kind of on the side, like Twitch for Amazon or, you know, um, Microsoft. And um, what was the thing I was thinking of the other day? They have a, they had a thing they were running that they were running totally independently, not the streaming service. Um, damn it. Whatever it was. But when these companies buy a thing and then just let it thrive with the right money, I love that. And I was really hoping Oculus would be that. I don't think it is. I think they're going to roll these things together and it bugs me. It may be a small worry for some people, bigger worry for others. But more importantly, I really like my Quest a lot. 
I like it enough to hang on to it and not jump straight to the Quest 2. But a Quest 3 may interest me more. It'll be smaller, thinner, faster. And like, we're going to just keep getting better. You know, um, these kinds of things, I guess maybe it's still too early for that stuff. But if they become more ubiquitous and popular, you'll be able to install third-party loaders, right? I mean, you, you know, can they, hack they, them now. Whatever Facebook integration. Yeah, like you can hack them now, but it's a pain. Like what I mean is they'll be like simpler. You know, you can get Ubuntu, right? <laughs> if you don't want yeah. Microsoft in your life, you have an option and someone's already done all the work on it. So you don't have to learn how to program to get it on there, I don't think. I mean, right um, now, you technically some of the solutions you can get VR for when it comes to Android side of things, that's yeah. our that's true now with the side loading. The problem is they didn't push that very hard and it kind of just took a big shit and it didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Their VR plans, and they probably have more and bigger plans happening in some lab somewhere. So, but, you know, Google, typical Google's like, eh, maybe this will work and then they just sort of throw it out there and it doesn't do anything. We, 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 we do need, I think, we do need an Apple or a Microsoft like company. Yeah. And when I say that, I mean with their treatment or respect or knowledge about how operating systems work Mm -hmm. because you know the cell phone world with all the notifications and all the pop-ups like it's encroaching on our pc world as well but overall the ios and and windows do have a take a tempered you know um a restrained rather uh implementation Mm -hmm. on your computer Right. right. Like right. I would worry about a Google <laughs> operating system like completely. And I would worry about a Facebook operating system, which they have in like developing countries on the phones, their Facebook phones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't I don't like the idea that the VR headset's gonna, you know, be run by Facebook. That's definitely a big Yeah. Again, I don't mind their money being there. I just wish they would let that division run itself and not try to integrate it so much into their stupid facebook world which is so rife with problems right now um both pr and real so you never know uh, sometimes the first ones through the door aren't the ones that are the victors in the long run you know microsoft could be watching facebook and valve and watching all their mistakes and then when the production chain works out and they're ready to hit it and with all cylinders but making none of the mistakes of their predecessors someone could hit real big with vr well that's the thing i would trust people. i would trust valve completely if they put out a similarly priced and capable, portable, tethered if you want to solution, something like the Quest or Quest 2, if Valve did that, I'd be over the moon. I'd be super excited because what that would mean is two things. It would mean, it would have to mean, in my opinion, that I'm going to be able to play my native games, my native VR games I already can play in Steam. Those are going to play on that headset. Tethered or otherwise, obviously tethered they will. That's the way it all works now, but... But I'll be able to take my index two or whatever on the road with me and have it filled with BR games from my Steam library, yeah. running on local storage and synced or whatever. Like that is. It sounds like you want so your own PC that you strap onto your face. But the business model for companies is to make branded walled gardens that bombard you with their own crap and all the stuff associated with it. I agree. You know, you yeah, buy a computer, right. the world's your oyster. You yeah. can put whatever operating, you can do whatever the hell you want with it. You have no operating system on it. It's yours. It works. It's the machine. So I, right. we would like VR headsets that are that. Yeah, you're totally, <laughs> absolutely right. That is what I want. And it is not going that direction. Like if Apple does something, it's standalone, which sounds like they've been working on something for a long time. Guarantee it'll be within their ecosystem. And it'll, 
they have a very vibrant, huge ecosystem, but it's still theirs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So third parties, sure, people come in, make apps for it, make programs for it and all of that. But you're still kind of in this space. The experimentation that you get out of the PC world kind of goes away a little bit. Steam at least has that ideology of like, yeah, let's play it wherever we want, whenever we want, however we want. I can plug an Oculus into this thing and play stuff on my Steam library as easily as I can. Uh, the HTC Vibes, or not Vibes, what were they called? HTC. This is, oh, HTC. Um, Vibe? Uh, I know what you're talking about. What am I, what's the name of that damn thing? HTC. HTC. Vive. Vive. Vive, eh? Okay. It's, I think you're right. It was always it's a dumb Vive. name. It's always a dumb name. Anyway, I can play that on there, or I can play an index. They don't seem to care. It's agnostic to the hardware. So if they made something else that was better, but gave me my ecosystem that Steam gives me now, I would be super, super jazzed. No matter yeah. what, you're getting into some kind of ecosystem, whether you like it or not. Even if it's a super side-loady thing, those, tends, those tend to be super hackery, right? So it's either go with yeah. the main store. It's like there's a reason Google Play, the store Google Play Store exists. It's so that regular people can just go get shit. And for the rest of the world, it's like, nah, man, I'm going to sideload this thing that smells my own butt or whatever. They can go get that too, but they got to mm-hmm. go know where to go and what dark little place to get it and how to play Bitcoin for it and you know all of that. It's, you lose some of that mainstream stuff, so they, that's a necessity for Google to have a mainstream store that works for grandma down to the seven-year-old. Um, so you're always going to have some kind of ecosystem the question is, you know, what can we do with it? And I don't know how we ever get away with that, but there will come a day where I'm wearing something tiny and it doesn't hardly weigh anything and it's less, it's not super expensive. So lots and lots of people can afford it. Yeah. It'd be like cell phones. It's such a, it's such a big conversation too, because I just think it's not just reflective of VR. It's hard to look at a VR headset and not think of it as a console. I think that's a hard temptation for everyone working, trying to sell this stuff yeah. right now is to look at it like a console and not as a PC machine. But also, there is, I hate to be salacious and PC master race-like, but there is a war on PCs (laughs) in the sense that, you know, as more and more things become walled gardens, right? Every company would prefer I had a Google PC that was all Google stuff or their company versus some agnostic thing. And with everyone doing that, I don't think we'll ever lose PCs, but like the ideal scenario seems like right now that we have devices locked to particular companies. And if we get rid of all, if you know that diminishes to where you being an independent PC owner is like a minority kind of thing or hobbyist thing, then like that's a scary world because that's not the world we envisioned when we first started BBSing and internet using. So, you know. Like it's almost a symptom of a larger trend within tech, I suppose. Yeah, nobody can afford to be the platform holder unless you can afford to be the platform holder, right? So mm-hmm. that's the part we didn't account for. When we were all doing BBSs, it was some cost involved, but mostly it was have an internet con- uh, or sorry, have a computer somewhere dedicated to doing this thing, have a connection that people can either dial into or have available all the time. Eventually, websites kind of became that. But even then, now you have a limit. If you want 300,000 simultaneous users, you can't just be some guy on some $5 a month server. You have to be bigger than that. And then mm-hmm. all the scale of this, and especially if you want to be a platform holder, the thing that people play your thing or see your thing on, that's just a, a gigantic thing that just regular folks can't do. So the scalability is in tech. We all thought it was just this big, democratized, flat option. 
And to some degree it is like here we are broadcasting in a way that's super accessible. People can watch us live. They can download it later. They can do all this cool stuff. Like we've bumped up against whatever that ceiling is and said, yeah, we're now here too. We're here and everybody can come to about here and do this. But can I have a studio with 80 cameras and a crew of 300 and, you know, the giant office in the the middle of New York City? No. I mean, not, not the way things are now. Who can do that? Giant platforms. That's who can do it. The ones that already had the money, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So anyway, it's just, it's an interesting, you're right. It's a broad, that's a big fat topic that could be part of it. Yeah. It's a big fat topic. We can go into it for hours. So maybe we just put a bow on it and say like, just make the stuff easy to use. And what Scott said. Right. (laughs) Exactly. There's some chatter in here about why are texts different when it's Apple to Apple user versus Android to Apple? Well, it's so you can distinguish between the two. If you get, an Apple one, you have all kinds of options. Like I'll send you back these emojis or I can say this in the little tap back features, or I can do all this stuff that's built into iMessage, but you can't send that to Android folks and they can't send them to you. So you just get texts from them. And then I like that they give me a different color. Cause then I'm like, Oh, this is a person I can't send a fancy animated sticker to because the platform won't do it. So I'll just not yeah. send that to them and not waste their time. Uh, Cause it wouldn't go through anyway. And I'm just texting with them. There's no, it's not like discrimination. It's just, that's how it works. Sorry, that was a total side road that we just took. That happens in the chat room sometimes. Moving on. Into the Spider-Verse, Miles Morales suit. Remember that thing in the cartoon there? The cartoon, the animated Mm -hmm. movie? Yep, the cartoon. I sound like my mom. Oh, that's a cartoon, isn't it? It's like, mom. Anyway, it will unsurprisingly maybe be in the new Spider-Man Miles Morales game. Now, that may sound like no big deal, the first Spider-Man game for PS4 was loaded with skins and skins you could unlock. Some were like super classic Spider-Man from the old comics. One of them was literally looked like a comic strip, kind of had like bubble shading and all that stuff on it. Did they mm-hmm. did they have the TV show, animated TV show one? Yeah, I think that was the one I'm thinking. Did, did it animate badly or did it animate in full motion? I think it animated in full motion, but when you did look yeah, at it, 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 looked, it looked pretty oh. 2D. But yeah, I'm sh- it's funny yeah. you mention that because yeah. that does tie into this news story. Right. Because if you wear the spider the into the Spider-Verse costume, it does change the game's frame rate. Yep. Or at least your characters. Uh, Did the whole game's frame rate change? I thought it was just so the character. I thought it was just the character as well. But the article I read, because I was I was trying to figure out what frame rate they're running him at, because yeah. this is where the big super nerd uh, Spider-Man nerd comes out for me because I was like, now wait a minute in that movie, Miles was traditionally shown at about 12 frames per second, mm-hmm. whereas Peter Parker was animated at 24 frames per second and eventually as Miles got better at being Spider-Man they sped up his frame rate as sort of a subtle visual cue that he was getting better at being Spider-Man so is he that, starts... Is that at- real? That's real. That's real. In that and, movie, and why uh, do you know that? I don't know. <laughs> I, just want kiss, I want to kiss I, your brain right now. I'll, it's like the most I'm like, like I'm like I didn't even notice that. Like I'm sure it did. I didn't notice it on some subconscious level. I just love that you you found this information and you know it and you've held on to it and yeah. I love it. Well, he, I'm like a, a catamaran so, ball. I just so rolled around. Let me. And you got to continue because you haven't made your point yet about how disappointed you were i'm not disappointed but i'm i want to know what the frame rate is because 
if it's 12, <laughs> technically he shouldn't be in this suit animating at 12. If it's 24, then it's correct because he wears this suit oh, when he takes over uh, and becomes uh, Spider-Man. Okay, so, so I have a confirmation on this. I've got footage of it. If you jump, I put it in the ch- in our in our Discord at 2 minutes 35 seconds is where it sort of begins in earnest. The game's frame rate is not changed. It's nice. just him running at 12 or 24 or whatever it is. Um, and it looks like it's straight out of the movie. And not only that, they made him like all goofy in the air like he's just learning. So like, yeah, he'll, he'll like let off of the web and go his arms in the air and his gangly legs everywhere. And he kind of almost falls, but then catches himself. It looks fantastic. It looks, it looks so good. really good. So if you, if you haven't had a chance to look at that chat here, I'll stick it up here and play it a little bit. Um, you, you'll get an idea of what this looks like. It looks freaking. Oh, there's even kapows and like you know how they do the word art in that mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. They, I'm seeing kapows and like, oh my god, this is really cool. Actually. Yeah, they, why don't they make this the baseline thing? That's what I'm saying. That would be even cooler. If they me, really it, messed yeah. up, it would be for me. I I mean I think they they they're right to make whatever game they want to make. But I yeah, yeah I really I like the look of this. It's partly because I have a lot of feel of fond feelings for that movie, I guess, and. This, yeah, this captures it from the character perspective really well, but the world is definitely moving at like 60 plus. And- yeah, I guess that's a good point. If we didn't like the movie that much, we'd be like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Why'd yeah. you put the animated the Spider-Man <laughs> costume in it? Yeah, yeah. it's super interesting. Uh, they though. did have a Peter Parker version of Into the Spider-Verse in the original game, but it didn't have all these bells and whistles with it. It was just kind of yeah. in that style. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, so yeah, Miles Morales, still the, uh, the game, uh, launch people are looking most forward to, I assume. I would assume that thing's going to sell like one-to-one that day. Right? And I believe this costume is coming to the PS4 version of the game as well. I think I read that. So I'm that makes sure sense. that is correct. So if you do not have a new console, you can still get excited about this. PS4 can definitely do 24 frames per second. No problem. Mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. pull good that Good at off. it. <laughs> it's really good at it. <laughs> <clears throat> oh my gosh, if I'm below 60 on anything anymore, like on any game, I'm annoyed to all end and back. I can't play a 30 frame game anymore. I just can't do it. I'm spoiled. I'll yeah, admit it's it. Too, it's too crappy. And we've we you know waited too long in life to have computers that could run things. It's always so annoying when you're like, it's 2020 and this is running at 30 frames. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> these were like 486 DX problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got eight cores or four <laughs> cores. Why would you possibly not be running at 60 frames per second? Yeah. The other it's thing. It's been 40 years. I noticed something. There's a whole new brand of weird happening now with like games that take advantage of RTX. I was playing uh, this Halloween game called Jack something. Anyways, it, he's a jack-o'-lantern head guy. It's, it's like Jack and Daxter, but kind of modern. It's, it's pretty cool. Anyway, playing that game, having a great time. Hit this scene where the RTX stuff, ray tracing kicks in, and it's a bunch of fires in a barn, and they're casting just the craziest cross shadows and all of this. And on my side, no problem. 60 frames plus, looking great. Smooth, smooth, silky, melted butter, beautiful, no problem. But the stream, only in that room, is seeing everything like down to like 10 frames per second. And I've narrowed it down to... Oh, yeah, okay, these cards are capable of a lot on the client side, but I'm also asking it to handle my um, uh, 
what do you call it? Uh, the, it's supposed to, it's acting as my codec on OBS. I'm using HV Tech or HV Tech or whatever it is. NVENC. NVENC. Yeah, the thing like that's, that. you know, you're using your GPU to help render it out, which is great. It's a yeah. huge help to, to getting video out and not affecting games. But when RTX stuff is playing and you're still trying to stream, get ready for some slowdown. Things get weird. Yeah, oh. ran into a similar problem with Watch Dogs Legion. I yeah. don't know if you had this issue too, but I had to su- forcibly lower the frame rate on Watch Dogs Legion in order to get the chat room to be able to see it the way I was seeing it. Same. I'm, yeah. Have you guys considered getting the onboard video codec, like the you know the Elgato, like the PCIe uh, device? To help uh, I thought we do about a lot of streaming. It's I've been thinking expensive. about it. Like that's it. the that's the problem. Yeah. But yeah, its whole job is to do do all the heavy lifting, right? It does all the media yeah. processing. Yeah. And that's basically all you're buying it for, so that you free up your CPU. And because with an older computer, I can stream a ton of stuff until it gets to be intense, like you say. Yeah, and um. And uh, so I've, I've contemplated it a lot as a more affordable option to keep streaming other games. But um, do oh, check out know, what I like did it, get in the mail. Look at this. I've been waiting for this thing forever. It's always on back order. Uh, let's see if you guys can see this. So I don't know if you've noticed any change in lighting today, but check this out from my I have fo- from my phone. I can go. Oh, oh, oh my look God. at that. Oh, yeah. Wow. That, that can be when you uh, when you play some alien isolation, you can go to that view again. Yep. And I can change the oh, warmness. Awesome. Right I now it's blue. Now it's white. Now it's brown. Got little sliders here. I got a brightness slider, That's which I'm not going to mess good. with because it took me forever to get where I wanted. But very happy with it so far. It's that Elgato key light thing. And it makes me wish I had so, two like, of these. You, what you should do is, is program a button to turn the lights low and then zoom in your camera super close to your face and go... <gasps> <gasps> Every time something shocking happens. Like, yeah, uh, and then have a button to reverse it back to normal. Yeah, people love that stuff, man. All right. Yeah. We'll see what I can do. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> these uh, these Elgato he's cards. Like, he's got a little list of these like, things I will definitely do not do. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> hey, you got to do it. If you do it, you're going to get more uh, more subs, and then we're going to be closer to our frog pants building. Mm-hmm. You got to right. get there. That's exactly right. Uh, by the way, I'm looking real quick here to see these Elgato. The Force 4K60 Pro is the latest. What does this cost me? Shop now. I thought it wasn't like they're in the hundred to two hundred range. No? Well, the Mark II. Oh no, no, three hundred. But still, I mean, if you're really if you if your job if you streamed all day like that was your job and you were always yeah. worried about um, that stuff, this it's, is it's, ex- it's expensive for yeah. sure. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. three hundred bucks. Well, two forty nine. But on, on a PC, if just you know, it's ten percent the cost of a high-end PC. But it just depends if you need it or not. But right. I've been curious about it. I thought I sort of assumed you kind of had something like that. Well, now that I mean, I don't know. Now that so many games are supporting RTX, uh, you Might know, ray tracing, that maybe it's the to time go. to do it. Yeah, because you don't have because you don't want to tell your video card to do everything. Now, no, that's just it. And you you only put so much. You know, the higher bit rate, the more it's chewing up so right things are only getting higher resolution yeah 4k soon everybody's talking about 120 hertz on everything as a minimum and i don't even think those cards do that i don't think they output at 120 hertz certainly obs raw obs doesn't do it so anyway i played bass for raw obs back in the day they were great put out some good they were fine yeah yeah fine Eh. yeah they were fine Finally, or not finally, in the same vein, uh, Witcher 3 on the Xbox Series X has no loading screen during fast travel to show off some new loading speed stuff. But, John, you wrote here maybe it should. And I thought, what is he talking about? And I looked it up. 
You watched the video, right? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it kind of needs a loading screen, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels disjointed. <laughs> like, part of me's like, oh, that's so cool because no loading screens. What a future we live in. And then you see it without it and you go, oh, it needs something like a break. It need, a break. Yeah, it turns out it needs a loading screen. What? Um, so if you haven't seen the video, here's what it is. The idea is that in The Witcher 3, a game which is notorious for very long loading times, uh, if you do fast travel, uh, running on the Xbox Series X, selecting your destination results in no loading screen. But what you will see is all of a sudden the entire world will disappear and then very quickly reform itself piecemeal style. So you'll just see like the skybox, then the ground, then the roofs of buildings, then the buildings, then everything's there and it's all fine. Yeah. And it's all yeah. very, very quick. But it's very jarring, and I would argue that it's maybe a little more jarring and not as good. It's just a loading screen. Like, maybe take, you know, half a second more to do a, a tasteful fade-in, fade-out or something. Yes, um, it needs something. It's too weird. It took me out when I saw it. I was like, that's not right. It, it should be noted they're doing this to show it off. Uh, it could be that this game, when they put it out and optimize it and get it running... They throw loading screens on there because they have to know as well. But um, it is neat nonetheless. But yeah, loading screens, they they haven't gone away. Yeah, I agree. They're going to still be here. It's sometimes they serve a actual sometimes narrative, sometimes flow purpose, not just to hide the fact that the game has to load a bunch of stuff. Yeah, there's an aesthetic to all Mm -hmm. of this and it definitely kills aesthetic. Like here's game. Uh, Kazumi uh, 06 in the chat is uh, saying poorly optimized. Run a two PC setup or fall behind. All right, Mister Bunny Bags, I'm, I'll, we get on that there, Bunny Money uh, freaking. Who's the guy on the Monopoly board? Pa- I tried Pat. that. You, you're still gonna have to buy uh, streaming cards. Yeah, you got. And then if you do the separate well, PC still, thing, you still got to buy streaming cards, and then you got to mess with audio synchronization, which is a little intimidating considering all the audio op- uh, audio troubles yeah i take like it's definitely way more convenient to have a one pc solution and we're not all dr douche respect and freaking uh the other guy uh ninja we can't not everybody's going all right give me my three new pcs this week which i will stream from and i have a staff of three people running it all for me like great that's great but that's not us who's that there are other options there are more cores coming they're going to give us more core like they know everyone wants to stream and broadcast and make movies the computers will eventually get there yeah yeah It'll, it'll be fine. Also, when I'm saying that an Elgato is too expensive, a second PC is definitely not exp- is definitely not in the ballpark. Let me just be clear. I I don't have a job right now. Sixty nine cents is too expensive to me. So <laughs> nice. We're gonna we're gonna make do with what we have. Wait, I just uh, had a great idea. A, Let's start a new company called the Sixty Nine Cent PC, and we we uh-huh. will take the market. It'll be ours. <laughs> I. I'm sure we can get the margins down, right? (laughs) We can get it done. Yeah. If we get get enough people, (laughs) it just pays for itself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Get enough. uh, Kazumi goes on to say, you get enough subs, you can do it. Well, of course. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we got to build our empire building first. Yeah. This is some really prescient information we're getting today. Kazumi, I'm not giving you a hard time. I'm just, you're cracking me up. All right, uh, moving on to, oh, next week is console week. Just a reminder, your your new consoles, if you were able to uh, pre-order them and if you cared to, they'll be arriving on the 10th for the Xbox Series X and S. And on the, what is it, John, for the PS5? 
Uh, the 10th and the 12th. Yeah. So Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesday and Thursday. We're, that's weird. But uh, normally these console companies right. have like a month on each other uh, on a normal cycle. Not always, I guess. But uh, Xbox uh, beating it to the punch just barely by a couple of days. And uh, on Thursday, PS5 people get their thing and off we go to the races on a whole new console generation or generation consoles. So watch for that. Um, we, we will have some feedback in that regard, at least uh, partially. John and I are both going to get uh, a Series X and uh, we'll talk about that experience uh, when it gets there. Yeah, speaking of not being money bags, uh, <laughs> our show, though you wouldn't know it on one side, is not sponsored by either Microsoft or Sony. Right. So these consoles are coming out of our own budgets, and as a result, uh, just we bought what we wanted. So unfortunately, you're going to see a little Xbox Series X leaning on our coverage because nobody bought a PS5. Yeah, and that's the way it goes. That's the way. So if Sony wants to send me one, I will let them. That's all right. Last generation, my address. Last generation, same thing happened with me. I bought it, except it was on the Sony side. So I bought a PlayStation, never bought an Xbox, and got heat the whole time that I didn't. That I was way Sony leaning. Well, yeah, that's the console I'm playing on. Um, These days, they say I'm too PC leaning because that's all I'm playing things on. Well, yeah, I mean, hello, (laughs) that's where we're at. So anyway. Next week, we'll let you know how that goes. Mine's kind of coming through a weird channel, so I don't know if I'll actually have it on the 10th, but maybe. Ooh, I, like I should, but I never heard anything else beyond the, okay, we'll send you one. I'll bet you're getting it just fine. Okay. I Mine's through a fan who ordered two, who needed to sell one, who reached out to me, says, hey, would you want to buy this one? I said, sure, but then he has to get it first. They can't reroute the shipment, so it has to go to him, and then he has to route it to me. That may take a couple of days, so anyway. It's a whole it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. All right, moving on to this. Let's talk about the games we have been playing. And this week it was a big watchdogs Legion week for me and John. Uh turns out you've been playing as well. Uh let's talk about that game for a second. I really, really like Watchdogs Legion, and I liked two a lot. And I thought one was had some great ideas, but ultimately fell a little flat, uh, was a little rushed out of the gate, and nobody really loves Watchdogs one. I know some people do, but I, not really my game. Two, I thought was pretty great. This one I really like, and I think it it took me a little bit to figure out why, but I think I figured it out. And it is it is they, for the most part, deliver on that promise of hey, what if you could convert the whole town to be working for you? What yeah. if you could go talk to that business guy over there, petting a dog, and and convert him to DeadSec, which is the hacker group you're a part of, and uh, what if what if he did that willingly and you had to do a quest to convince him that you were the real deal and then now he's playable by you anytime you want um, and can die if you're not careful and you have to go recruit somebody else. That stuff suddenly just clicks for me. Like at one point the game just started clicking and I went, oh man, this is so rad because I need to get on that roof. And my construction guy that I recruited, he can do, he can summon at will a cargo drone which he can then control, bring down to the ground, hop on top of that car- target drone, and then pilot it up over the roof so I don't have to go to like infiltrate through the building and kill a bunch of guards. I can do this like run around. Same oh. thing goes for other people with different skills. They all have different voices. Some of it's not great. Like I almost kind of like that it's janky in some sense because you'll have a really important story moment 
And the one girl who says the same thing to everybody is doing great. She's some actress that's really killing her lines. And she's like, so we need to get in there and do the baby, baby, baby. And then you guys like, Oi, effing wonderful. I'm I'm in. And it's like, all right, was that just like the little canned thing you got to say instead of some like good dialogue? So some there's some Scott, weird stuff like let that. Let me introduce you to my first dead sec member oh, no. and the greatest hero of our generation. His name is John Jackson. Uh-huh. He's a serial entrepreneur. Uh-huh. He's got a direct <laughs> phone line to the police commissioner, so he can get his people out of jail a little quicker if things go bad. Yeah. He also has trouble finding dates, and he <laughs> frequently purchase, purchases sex toys. Okay. Now, John Jackson is a ridiculous man. He's dressed like a college professor. Yeah. But he has a gigantic, bushy, scruffy beard that looks like a fake beard that he glued on. Okay. (laughs) And while people are talking to this man and saying, okay, well, (laughs) you know, we've lost a lot of agents in this. He he comes up and they're like, yes, we we must get past zero day. They're going to they're going to destroy the world. And he goes. Well, they sound like a cheeky monkey. We'll have to deal with them for sure. <laughs> I love him. He is the best. He he hits on people, everybody, man, woman. He just immediately is going to flirt with them whenever he talks to him. Mm-hmm. And he is the greatest character in video gaming. And I don't know how I was so lucky that he was the first person I picked. Are but they procedurally he is generated? Amazing. A lot Are of they the game procedurally is, generated, or so is it a bunch is of the game pre- is a bunch of the game is early goings. It's a lot of pre uh, pre built kit, kits of people. Like they okay. they want you to kind of get your feet wet and go. Oh, all right. Well, this this guy is a construction like it's a guy. Full which, on, it's a scripted NPC. Is Jack? That's why I'm asking. Is Jack a scripted NPC, or is he your random uh, so, role? You get at the beginning, there's a little bit where you're playing as the same guy no matter no matter what. You play through an intro. Okay. Then at a certain point, you have to pick from a list of dead sec agents. And they don't give you anything about them except what their traits are. So I didn't know I was getting this treasure of a human being in John Jackson <laughs> when I picked him. I had no idea. I picked him because he looked funny. And uh, because when I said, uh, hey, Amanda, who should I pick? She said, oh, that guy, he seems weird and cool. He he can get people out of jail fast. That seems great. Mm -hmm. I had no idea I was picking this slightly deviant serial entrepreneur who was going to just flirt with anything (laughs) and everything. (laughs) And he just he says everything so weird. He's just like. Oh, I didn't know they were going to come out and just shoot data all over the place. And I'm like, <laughs> what's he doing? He's so yeah. great. Yeah, I, oh, I'm sad because I didn't. It, my options, that must be a random role because he wasn't in my uh, my first choice options. I ended up with some punk kid who, had, again, good stats. I said, oh, he can summon a drone. I want that because I want to scope stuff out. So I'll I'll choose him. And he's the most annoying, irritating little piece of garbage. And is just, oh, if I knew him in real life, I wouldn't be able to spend any time with him. He's just the most annoying human being. But I kind of like that he's that in a weird way. Like, there's something about the game. Like, someone in the chat was saying, I'm recruiting nothing but a giant team of grannies. And you can do that if you want. If you want to have nothing but dead sec agents who are grandmas you've, you've recruited, you can do it. And they're all going to be just little old ladies. 
and they have advantages. Little old ladies can walk around cops and get a big a, get a big pass because cops don't think old ladies are going to do anything anything dirty. You know, I think just, you could do that in real life right now. Like, can you just find a bunch of older ladies, tell them you'll watch the social dilemma with them, and then boom, you've got dead sack. <laughs> oh yeah, that thing really got you. That show, that documentary. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, I've seen I, a few interviews with the creator, and I've been aware of that stuff before. I haven't watched it, but everyone's telling me to watch it like all twenty four seven hours a day. Yeah. Well, yeah. and the, and someone in the chat says John's character sounds like Matt Berry. It is kind of a Matt Berryish character, the way you described it, mm-hmm. the way it sounds. But you'll run into people like this all the time, and I find myself going. That guy over there looks like he might be weird. I'm going to go do it. And then you get to dress them. So I found a guy that's very James Bond, like super straightforward, British accent. Very, oh, yes, I believe we we, we should do this uh, early to, early tomorrow, whatever. He's very straightforward. Forgot his name. Nigel something. Um, perfect. But perfect. I immediately took him to the to the closet place, the clothes changer thing in the headquarters, and I gave him like the stupidest uh, freaking sweatpants left the suit coat on but no shirt underneath uh big dumb glasses hat on backwards and now he's walking around trying to be all proper but just looking the the fool it's a it's an amazing like a patch that says not a hacker on it or something. <laughs> yeah. you can do a lot of weird stuff like that and the masks you can unlock are really cool and you use the masks when you're under surveillance or you're in a place where you're going to get seen because the idea is to stay anonymous, the game does the game does a great job of encouraging you to stealth your way through stuff, which I enjoy a lot. I'm a big I like stealth games, and so for me that's a, that's my jam. Even when you get caught, it encourages you now to have a fist fight, uh, or if you're a construction guy, you fight with a big giant wrench, which is one of his perks. But anyway, you're encouraged to, to win in, in uh, those fights, and then kind of tuck the body away and keep on going. You can pull your gun out. But then as soon as you do that, all the guards are like, oh, really? Okay. And then they pull theirs out and everyone's shooting at each other. And it's a lot more. Oh, that's cool. Thing. I, yeah. There's not a, that much nuance of that style in a lot of games. That actually really sounds interesting. Yeah. So that you part's have like pistacuffs and the cops react to your escalation of violence with their own. Yep. You know, it doesn't sound like a star system, like all Grand Theft Auto style. It sounds like. That's the most interesting thing I've heard about this game so far, actually. Well, it's re- that so, part is interesting. The other part is it doesn't use a tech tree. Instead, you get these tech points that you then can spend on just upgrades that everybody can use. So one of my favorites is this uh, down when 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 you've downed an enemy, like you know, uh, either choked them out or you know whatever, shocked them, or they're they're laying on the ground. Early in the game, that's bad because if somebody else sees it, they raise the alarm, new guards come, they start going on patrol, all the stuff you see in those kind of games. So it's kind of a pain and you can't move the bodies. And I remember at first going, I can't move the bodies? Come on, this is stupid. Well, you very quickly can unlock this thing where it cloaks the body as soon as you take them down. And it's an artificial cloaking that basically makes them look like a little fuzzy uh, predator kind of hmm. thing so that There's nobody like distortion in the in the light or whatever. yeah so people don't see them basically um i don't know if they walk right into them if it'll if they'll wake up to it or not but but uh that has helped immensely with my stealth and not worrying about where i'm leaving bodies i love the spider bot because i love going inside vents and working my way through buildings and finding secret ways in and uh, taking somebody down with a spider bot is an amazing experience because basically it's an alien alien crab face hug. So it looks like a little spider robot. It's all robot, right? Mm. And you send him on his way. You're controlling it remotely from outside. You're inside of a building, whatever. I see a guard. I can creep up behind him with that thing, hit X, and the spider will 
run up his leg around, you know, kind of loop around the guy up to his face, face hug him alien style, basically tase him in the face and the guy gets knocked out. I love doing that. It's one of my favorite things in the world. And and you can remotely phase those bodies too so nobody can see them. So there's all the stuff you can do, jumping camera to camera, controlling cars that nobody's in or or whatever. I, it's just really gotten his fingers into me. Uh, I only have one complaint, but before I tell you what it is, I'm curious, John, what your, what your take is before I tell you what I don't like. Well, the first thing is I feel like I can't build up John Jackson without sharing with you. I found a clip of my playthrough. So if you want to play just a quick little clip, here's John Jackson talking to a new guy he's trying to recruit. 100% playing this. All right. So here it is. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, I'm going to put this in the part of it is the visual, but the audio is still there. Well, the chat room can see it then. Cause that's what I'm going to give them yeah. a visual. Here you go. Chat. Hold on. Uh, okay. Whoops. Oh, I have to unmute it. Okay. Here we go. Why isn't it playing? Hold on. How do you need a hand? Okay. It's, I- it's not very loud. How do you need a hand? How can I help? Your recruit has been sticking it to Albion. Can't believe someone else is. Thought I was alone, right? Not doing much, just putting the word out. But you? Taking action, mate. It's our duty, love. If we don't fight back, Albion will accumulate more. <laughs> Dude, he's great. And we can't have that now. Okay, you're right. <laughs> that guy. And that's your main character. That's your hero. It's our duty, love. <laughs> we have to fight back. If we don't fight back, <laughs> who will? Like, he's just amazing he's pretty he's great the best. he's pretty great but here's the here's the interesting thing when john made when here i was worried that i would get hooked on a character and not want to switch and i did that i found this lady i really like and she's got this great taser thing and so i really like her and i think she's got a great personality and all that other stuff so if she's working out great for me and i kept saying to myself well do i even care about these other characters and what happens is you realize it's not that big a deal if she's working out for a mission great but if you need somebody for their special skills swap to them in real time and they're right there where you're standing. It's not like you had to mm-hmm. go drive somebody there and then work it out with that dude, do what you got to do, switch back to her if you want to. If she dies or gets arrested, which I'll talk about in a second, she goes either to the hospital or or jail and now can't be accessed for like 12 game hours or something, uh, which is not actual play play hours, but like in world clock hours, however, you know, it's fast. Uh, so you can't actually use her for a while. In the beginning of the game, though, you can choose to have your operatives die. This is how Bo would play it. I did, are, I did this, by you the did way. This? I okay. have I have huge yeah. questions about this. Because if your guy, John Jackson, dies, yes, he's done. He's out. No one's ever going to get him again, he's which done. I totally he's understand. Done. I lost the character, and I, this did happen. I had a character die. I infiltrated a gang base. They escalated to guns a lot quicker than I expected. Yeah. And... Uh, he he got shot during the getaway and he's dead. He's not in the game anymore. He's out. He doesn't exist. So I love that. That's what I wanted to do. But when I read up on it, two things are at play here. One, you can't turn that on and off at will. You choose to do it. And once you do, that's the playthrough. So you can mm-hmm. start. I can start the game with them just being immobilized for some you know period of time. Um which is almost like it's just a timeout, right? And it's a meaningful yeah. timeout because I do have to scramble and use other people or whatever, but but they do come back eventually. John's case, they die. Here's what well, I read. One died. Okay, one, one died. One guy got arrested and he came back. Okay. So some people I guess can get arrested, cops can get you or whatever, but if they pa- if they die, they're dead. 
Yeah. Now, that's fine, and I like that, and that's the way I would actually prefer to play. It's a permanent setting, so once you choose it, you can't go back unless you play the game through again on, you know, like a whole new playthrough. Um, which, you know, open world games like this, why would you do that? So I don't want to do that. The result, uh, the reason I stopped and just kind of hesitated, and I may still do it, but the reason I'm hesitating to switch it and have it be permanent is it says once you're out of operatives, the game is over. Mm-hmm. That is tenuous because if if I get in a real stinker and I've got like, I don't know, five operatives and I get down to one left for some whatever reason, I don't want to... My playthrough of that game ends there and the game's over. Like I'm done, all progress, done, out, complete. That's a, yep. I don't think I, that's, a, it's an Iron Man mode is what it is. It's so easy to recruit people though. I've barely been trying to recruit and I think I have a team of like 11 or 12 operatives yeah. and that's without trying because a couple things are at play here. So <laughs> while you're running around, uh, while you're running around the, the town, you can see um, you can see people getting harassed by Albion. That's the big conglomerate company. Yeah, it's like the third, and, third party paramilitary keeping the peace, big brother thing going on. Yeah. And so there was one where I saw somebody, they were being held up on the side of the road by a police car. Yeah. And like the, the police were in the car and I just saw the people with their hands up like this. And I did the little thing where you can you can scan and see what the intent is. And it was, you know, they were being targeted. So I hacked the car and I just made it fly in reverse. So they're trying to stop this person. The person's there and all of a sudden the squad car just goes and shoots by and crashes. I love that. And the person gets away. And what I found out through data after that was, one, they were being targeted for an assassination. They were going to just flat out execute that person. It wasn't going to be an arrest. They were going to kill him. And it was the sister of someone I had indicated as a potential recruit because I was like, oh, those are cool stats. Like I'll, I'll mark them that I might want to recruit them one day because you, can, you yeah. can tag them without bringing them in. Right. But because I saved their sister's life, they automatically joined my squad. I didn't have to do a whole introductory mission and all of that for them. They just said, no, DeadSec saved my sister. I will join. That's so freaking cool. Mm. That hasn't happened to me yet. Well, I haven't had anyone die yet, and I don't have death on, but... Okay, all right. So you're saying I should never get myself in a position where I'm all out of dudes, is what you're saying. No, it's pretty hard to do, and it is neat to walk around the town and see the way things happen, because when you target somebody, they can have... Um, they can have like a thumbs up or a thumbs down on how they feel about dead sec. Yeah. And when you read their profiles, you find out why. And so there was this one lady I really wanted to get on the team because she was this, she looked like a middle-aged soccer mom, Okay. but she had one of her traits was stunning strike. And when she punches people, it sends out a shockwave that stuns nearby enemies. And I was like, who is this lady? She sounds amazing. Yeah, they're almost like and, elites, right? They're elites in the world almost. It's weird. Oh, yeah, and her characters. fun little trait was she had Googled uh, her own name plus amazing biceps or something like that as a, as a stat about her. And I was like, this lady seems so freaking cool, just this little old lady that's just going to beat the crap out of anybody she fights. So I wanted to help her. So... I go to try to recruit her and they say, uh, they said, well, 
you know, we actually can't find her, but she has a friend. Go talk to her friend. And her friend says, yeah, she's actually got a terrible gambling addiction, which is a trait, but she didn't have it. Mm. Uh, she's got a gambling addiction. She owes money to this gang. And <laughs> we we need you to go make sure she's going to be okay. So you you find her being held hostage in a gang territory, and they're getting ready to kill her. And I busted her out, and she's basically like, yeah, I don't have a gambling addiction. Um, I knew that these people were up to something shady. I was going to come in and plan a bug and siphon cryptocurrency out of their accounts. <laughs> and she was like, and it just escalated more than I thought. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is in depth. And this is just somebody I targeted on the street. This isn't like a, an NPC I met on a quest or anything. This is just a random person, this whole storyline. Yeah. And she goes, but I'll tell you what, I'll join DeadSec if you finish this crypto siphon for me. I'll I'll join. Well, then the game glitched, and when we respawned, because I had taken her out of hostile territory, we respawned, and a cop knocked her out, Oh my! and then started coming after me, and I was like, what the hell happened? And so I got away, and I was like, oh, I think I screwed that up, because now she's got a big thumbs down, and when I read her, her profile, it says, DeadSec failed to help her with her problem. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay, I guess that's it. I'm never going to be able to get this person on my team. And then another one of those moments running around on the street and I saw somebody trying to uh, make an arrest and, and they were just like kicking the citizen down on the ground. And I ran over and went, no. And I saw there was a weird bracket, but I wasn't paying too much attention. And I knocked out this guard and all of a sudden she pops up and I saved her from getting beaten up by uh, a guard. <laughs> and now way. in her profile, yeah. it's neutral mm. because... We failed to help her with her problem, but we also saved her life from a guard. And then she was willing to give me a new mission to go on to help her to get her to join the team, which I did. And like that sort of layer and that sort of path around one character is really amazing. Yeah. Like the core game that's in there, I think is okay. I don't think it's going to set the world on fire. I don't think it's incredible. But what they've built with this world and the characters in it and how those relationships interact. Because just like allies, the game also has rivals. Mm -hmm. I found a hitman that was trying to kill another hitman. Mm -hmm. And they were like <laughs> chasing each other down. And I executed the rival hitman. Actually, I just sent him to the hospital. So the hitman joined my team. Because mm -hmm. yeah, he get... was like, all right, yeah, you took out my rival. I'll totally help you. Yeah, you can get like, guys that aren't even aligned with DeadSec to join your team. In some pretty weird ways. That's a whole. Oh, other like as mercenaries or just independent. Well, they'll just be they'll just be a part of your team because you did this thing for them. But normally they're not even friendly to the idea of joining. But you do this drastic thing that they're. It's enough to hmm. get them. And there's I mean, yeah. you said a lot of interesting things about the game, and with Cyberpunk being delayed, hmm. that's what that was my whole. I love thinking. me some Mr. Robot. I mean, this is Mr. Robot the video game. It's oh, been yeah. like that since the first one. So actually, I'm minus weird... all the psychedelic stuff, but like, yeah, it, the paranoia, the hacking, you know, the don't trust anyone. I don't know. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of intrigued. Eh? I'm kind of feeling some Ubisoft. I'm, uh, Valhalla hasn't come out yet, right? No, no, that's November. Okay. Or something. Like, there's two Ubisoft games now that I'm like, okay, I might give Legion a whirl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I, I, I would agree with John. I, anything that, you guys said today, I'm like, oh, it's pretty cool. The, <laughs> I like it. The world mechanic, like the actual mechanics of the game, are not going to set the world on fire because, in a lot of ways, they're their watchdog twos mechanics just brought forward and, and tuned a little bit 
So the actual moment to moment sort of like, oh, how am I going to get in here and take down these dudes and everything? It's a lot of open world tropes and stuff. But this relationship this game be, before, basically, in a kind of. Yeah, right? it's not that it's bad. It's just it's just not, you know, that part of it is not what's super unique, even in the Watch Dogs universe, hacking cars and telling the the guardrails to, to shut on cops behind you and things like that. That's been done since the first one. So they're still cool and innovative, maybe compared to other open world games. But, you know, it's old hat for this series. It's just this these characters, this world as a character, everybody's convertible. They're all individuals like the, the procedurally generated missions. All of that stuff is really cool and unique. Like that's what's making this thing really pop. The only complaint I have, <clears throat> it's the same complaint I had about the second one. I don't, I didn't play the first one, so I can't speak to it. I hate the route, the electricity around missions. I hate them. <laughs> John, you know what I'm talking about? Where I got to like flip the things, hit RB to turn the, turn the little thing. Yeah. So we get blue here's, electricity. Here's what I learned though. You just switch to your engineer and you just hover around because you can do it while you're flying. And you just do it from on top of a drone and it's pretty easy. Although I found one where you also have to p- lift a piece of cargo off of the rotating thing. So mm-hmm. there's another reason to have your drone character. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you use a construction worker with drone access, those become way easier. But yeah, it's annoying. They're just it's annoying. Just, I just think they rely on it tedious. too often. It's tedious. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind the ones where it's like, oh, this switch to open this gate is tied to this power that is currently off. Find a way to go turn that power on. I don't mind that. Like having to infiltrate in there and turn that on, that isn't annoying to me. It's the ones with the tourney. It's basically playing a game of what was that old game? Pipe, not pipes, was it? Back in the day uh, where water's coming, and yeah, you gotta I know get what all you're the about. pipes connected. Anyway, yeah. it's like that kind of in a weird mini game kind of way, and I really hate it. But not so much that it stop. It doesn't stop me. It doesn't kick me out of the game. It, but it just annoys me a little bit. Um. Outside of that, though, I am really liking it. I'm impressed, and I'm pat. I'm, I'm. My, my expectations have been exceeded by this system, which, you know, that's what they're selling it on, and I think rightly so. I think they, they have largely met that promise, and I'm not even that far in. I mean, we'll see so, where this goes, but. So we've already talked about Kazumio Six once, but we're going to talk about it a second time or her. I don't know which it is. Um, the seat he mentions, or he or she mentions, if both are on. Oh no, wait, it's Torek. Sorry. If both Valhalla and Legion are on Ubisoft Plus, they may be getting my $15 for the month. And I'm thinking the same thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah. like not super sold on either game, but they both really sort of interest me. So $15 next month. No brainer I, for a month. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's even as just like a chairware style trial. Let me just try these two games. And, yeah. and the fact is, what here, I want to do. here's the other nice thing about that, Bo, is. You know, they do full, all that stuff's full cloud saves and stuff. So you could do it for a month, get busy with everything else, and six months from now go, oh, you know what? I'd like to go back into Legion and, and do more of that. There it all is. Just download it again, pay the 15 again. Yeah. It's like yeah. any of these I things. I might swing so, by and check out those Anno games, that last one you were raving about a while ago. Oh, I loved it. 1800. It was great. Very yeah. cool game. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you know, they got fun classic games too. Yeah, they do. <clears throat> I almost did the 15. But I don't remember why I, I just shelled it out and said, I'm just going to get this. I don't know why I did that. I should have probably just done it. It's probably nothing that tipped you over the edge. Uh, like, oh, I have to get this, you know? Like, yeah. for me, it's like I had no interest. And all of a sudden, you're talking good stuff about Legion. I have to play a Vikings-themed Assassin's Creed. Like, this is almost 
a right. done deal at this point. Especially yeah. especially yeah. for that entry price. Like, yeah, I keep I keep forgetting that's even a thing. But yes, it's a pretty good value. And so far I'm having a blast. I watched part of John's stream. It was really fun to watch you. I didn't realize how much love you had for your bearded guy. Oh, he's um, so good. He's so so good. Are you I've been afraid he's gonna die? Are you never gonna are you gonna keep him safe and not play him very often just in case he dies or something? Or I try to save him for streams because I've made such a big deal about him on stream. I feel like I'm doing a disservice if I'm streaming and it's not John Jackson running around. Yeah. But it's so hard not to because every time I take a mission and somebody's talking and somebody else is speaking, I'm like, yeah, but it could be him saying this. Mm-hmm. And he could be saying like a dirty euphemism uh, in a very funny, polite way instead of just this lady being kind of dry and just going... Okay, you know, I'll do that. Yeah. Like he's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, he seems great. Um and there's a few I've run into that I really like. There's this really sassy silver her hair's dyed silver. Uh this black lady I got that loves purses, is always talking about getting new purses. But her purses are just badass. Like they have print on them that says control alt <laughs> or uh alt F four, just like repeated on her purse and just nerdy computery stuff and even though some of the dialogue's a little over the top and silly and whatever, um, it's it's got me by the horns right now. I really like it. It's good. I found a lady last night who is just another one of those sweet, like, kind of... She's not like the old lady where they can't take cover or run. Yeah. She's not that old, but she's she looks like an older lady. She came with a silenced pistol as one of her gear options, and... The other feat that she had is that she can take more damage, like she's hardy. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this lady seems intriguing. What's her what's her deal? And the only factoid that I can find that justifies her character traits is it says that she's been shot 126 times. <laughs> That's so weird. And it gives so no weird. reason. Like the rest of her bio makes it sound like she's the nicest person in the world. But she's got a handgun and she's been shot 126 times. And I'm just like, that's that's an odd that's incredible. Trait. Yeah, that's an odd trait. I do. So I, when I played as her, I played as her as like kind of this badass assassin, this unassuming I mean, badass assassin. Hmm. Did they really have to say 126 times? It's is a that very is, odd is, number. <laughs> it seems like, you know, 10 or 20 would be a lot, you know, like that's a. I don't think you survive 126 bullets in any scenario over a lifetime. No. Now, sometimes the game will make you sad. I got to just mention this. At a certain point, it wanted me to recruit a medical professional. Oh, yeah, same. And it was it was like, hey, pick this guy. Like, it actually encouraged one person in particular. They put a little green bubble above his head. And I was yeah. like, okay, I'll recruit him. And I recruited him, and he had all the typical medical professional feats that are there. But he also had a feat called Doomed, which means at any given time he could die. For no apparent reason, he might just die. Really? And I was like, I was like, why is this why is this medical professional gonna randomly die? And in his bio, again, I can only venture a guess. It gives one stat for him that says, Googled, my microwave won't close all the way. Is it safe? (laughs) 
And that's the only hint they gave as to why he might be doomed. And it's oh, kind of sad, but it's kind of funny really at the same funny. time. Yeah. Uh, and I should mention but, this, like there's a, there's an importance to the visual stuff, but like, for example, if I pick a, a construction worker, a lot of these, um, so there's been these bombings. Part of the story is these huge bombings in, in London and they, they blamed it all on dead sec. So everyone's in hiding. And, um, these bomb sites are now construction sites because it's a little while later. There's a lot of work being done in them and there's construction dudes everywhere. Well, if you take your construction guy in there, he doesn't have to stealth anything. He just walks around and everyone thinks he works there. Um, mm. So there's that element, right? Like a different approach to a construction site would be to take that guy in there so he has spends less time doing that. But he also doesn't hide well when the shit goes bad. He can't crouch for, you know, get like good weapon positioning. Right. He's the social hacking because he's part of that environment. Correct. So there's there's really neat things like that happening. And, and it's happening in such a cool dynamic way that I have to just admit i'm i'm surprised that they pulled it off it's any any hacker trope nods uh, you've seen oh there's a ton of there's a ton there's people with holographic visors in front of their face Mm -hmm. to be like tech experts they just have those like neon digital visors in front of their eyes where it looks like they're looking at ar everywhere they go and they've got all their traits are like kind of your typical like cyberpunk hacker crap it's like hey if if they get targeted by a drone and they hack it now the drone's their friend Mm -hmm. so they get they get into the system or there's um oh what's it called it's called like viral hacking or something like that so if you hack something and whatever you hacked gets something else uh that's hackable it'll hack that too and like there's all sorts of stuff like that. I had a guy like that on my team, but he also had the gambling addiction perk. And at first I was like, nice. Cause I kept, went, I kept getting all this money out of nowhere. And then he went on a big losing streak and I was just watching my winnings just disappear after every mission. It was like Oof. lost 125 pounds, lost 53 pounds, lost, 237 i was like what is he doing why is can he you, betting with our collective money can he you can you kick people off your team i've never i haven't had to do that yes i him? kicked him off the team okay. when his luck apparently ran out i haven't done any stay. of that so is there any kind of confrontation or you just do it it's just out of the no, list he just he's just no, out that, of that's disappointing I, w- I want a scene where they're like listen your gambling's a problem stop or get out of here <laughs> by the way here's the number for uh, gamblers anonymous uh do like put a psa in there for gambling and then that'll be then the that'll be the dlc gotta wait for that um <laughs> the other thing i was gonna say was uh i think i have I have, I have a crush on the I think I have a crush on the main dead sec lady. I don't know why. Something about her voice. Oh yeah. It's her voice, she dude. She does have a nice voice. Something about her voice. She doesn't look cool or anything, but every time she talks, she's like, Yes, we need to get to this other side of London tonight and try to take down the thing. It's not a great <laughs> It's not. It's not. <laughs> she's got cool eye tattoos or make makeup or something. I don't yeah. know. She's all She's right. cool. I've got a thing for that lady. I don't know. She's a fake computer lady. For lady that's like, hello, how are you? Oh, hello. Bo, I have a crush on a JPEG is what I'm saying. JPEG crush. <laughs> no, it's a 3D game. No JPEGs oh, here. Okay. It's a texture map. I have a texture map fetish. No, that sounds bad too. All right, moving on. Yeah. You like her vertices. I, I also, uh, these are quick mentions. I played Dirt 5. Uh, it's in pre-release. Um, no one else has it yet, I don't think, because I got a code from an old friend that works at Codemasters. And I love the Dirt games. They're the only racing games I really like. 
uh, in the world, and I play them all, and I really enjoy them. I like the dirt rally games, uh, but I also like the mainline stuff. And five is definitely a mainline dirt game where it's like lots of events, unlock new cars, get XP, spend money on paint jobs. It's exactly what you think it's going to be, but it has an amazing dirt physics rally physics model that just feels good to drive. You're always in the mud. Your car gets dirty and banged up. They're real cars. Um, the new engine is freaking glorious, beautiful. Like I don't think a racing has ever looked as good on my PC as this does. And I'll talk more about it as I play it more. But so far, it's pretty neat. I think it releases tomorrow officially. So or nice. maybe Friday. Yeah. And then I played Teardown. If you want to hear me go real deep on that, uh, I talked about it at length on the Boop Show, uh, the other games podcast that's on the network. Uh, suffice it to say, it is this very cool voxel-based world where uh, destruction is everything. Has an amazing campaign. Go look up videos. It's uh, got an uh, overwhelmingly positive review on Steam, and I think deserves it. It's a very, very cool indie game by one dude. And, it uh, looks incredible. Yeah. I'm so happy to hear that it's good because so I good. saw it and immediately wanted it. I it's was like, that so, looks so cool. great. I think it's only $19.99, so pretty affordable. It's in early access, but the campaign's there. Um, it's a, it's not a cakewalk, that campaign, but basically you're doing dirty crime at night and tearing buildings apart to do it, and the world's a puzzle, and everything's destruct- destructible. It, it's beautiful, but also voxels, so everything's like... Everything's made of little cubes, not not Minecraft cubes, but little bitty cubes. And everything can be broken or blown up or run over or run through. And physics are all there. It's just, it's a rad game. It's very, very cool. Um, so more on that down the road. Uh, Bo, you got Star yeah. Wars Squadrons. What do you think of that? Yeah, I did. Um, so a really nice listener and fan of the show swung by my stream and gifted me a couple of games. I got Ghost Runner. And Star Wars. He also Godfrey. gifted me that, so I will Generous also person. give a shout out. And I've been spending this whole tro- show trying to figure out who it was, so I can say who it was. I, I know that I got the name. It's uh, at least per Twitch, uh, Chooch Biggins. <laughs> yes, that's it. Coot, well, Chooch, Chooch or Cooch Biggins. Chooch, <laughs> Chooch, Chooch Biggins. Oh wait, I also got a copy of Squadrons from this person. Um, yeah, yeah. he has a real name, which I think I also know. Andrew um, is his name. Andrew. Yeah, that's right, Andrew. Chooch Biggins, um, you're right. Yeah. This is it. He gave us he gave us copies of Squadron. That was so nice, Chooch. Yeah, we need so, uh, we need to all play together at some point. Yeah, yes. And I can't stream it, so it'll be someone else streaming it if we do that. Because oh. I played maybe half an hour, and it was not working out on my computer streaming that. So mm. uh, I haven't gotten too much time, but it actually looks pretty cool. Like so far, it looked really awesome. The little bit that I played. I really wanted to play it, so I'm glad to finally do it, and that was really generous of him to. So, so Cooch is. We're going to be playing Squadrons Chooch. together. We're going to have a Chooch, Chooch, Chooch. Sorry, Cooch, Cooch. not a good thing, right? You called him. Cooch. It's a different thing. <laughs> it's a is... fine thing, but it's it's a different it's thing. Like, uh, you know, a, another name for badge. <laughs> That's is that right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Sorry about that, everyone. <laughs> and sorry about your kids. It's Chooch Baggins. <laughs> I, <laughs> and it's not Chooch Baggins. It's Chooch Biggins. But it's all right. We'll get there. We'll get to this guy's name. <laughs> Chooch Biggins? Well, Biggins definitely. Like, that's what Al Bundy read was Biggins all the time on yeah. Married with Children. Yeah. So I don't know. This yeah. name is suspect. Yeah, it's sus. From- 
He's from uh, he's from Brian Ibbett's hometown. He's in Arvada, Colorado. It's just a super nice gesture for him to even do this. It was amazing. Very, very nice. Yeah. So we'll play this for sure. I think, I mean, the whole point of it is multiplayer. Let's go have a team and <laughs> kill stuff, right? With with Cooch Baggins, right? Yeah. <laughs> Someone suggested as a show title. And seeing it, what I said typed out, now I realize how stupid I am. <laughs> or wonderful and wonderfully wrong is what you were. And it's fantastic. The adventure of Cooch Baggins, a... <laughs> The Hobbit porn parody. Yeah. The Lord of the Dogs. I guess that's already been made. That's not even that clever. Never mind. Well, you do what you can. Well, yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, uh, we'll play that. And you played some, but you had a hard time streaming it. Wouldn't stream? Yeah, I was streaming at the time. And I tried to load it up, so then I switched to something else. So I didn't really get too much time into it, but it did seem cool so far. So I'm looking forward to some multiplayer. Yeah. Um, I saw you yeah. streaming Rocksmith. I saw uh, Back into Heroes yeah, a little bit. Of, I played six hours of guitar on Saturday straight. Jeez. And I was trying to figure out, I thought I was having heart issues. My anxiety spiked on the Saturday, Sunday and Monday. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm having a heart attack. I know it. It's, it's coming. I scheduled a, doc, a doctor's appointment. And I put my guitar strap on Monday to play some more. And I was like, oh, I'm just sore. I'm not young. I had a heavy ass guitar over my shoulder all day. And the, the the thing dug into my shoulder. But anyways, that was fun. Yeah. Um, it's always fun to have yeah. a random pain that you think might be. Uh, I've definitely yeah, had no, that I'd before. It. It, yeah. I definitely react well to any little, you know, muscular <laughs> ache. I I yeah. definitely don't assume that I have lung cancer every time that happens or that right. I'm having a heart attack and freak out and call everyone I know and, you know, go insane. That doesn't happen to me. No. no. Um, but, uh, yeah. I also played some heroes and lost all three games I played. Oh, it made me sad because I'm like, I'm supposed to be good at this game. Why am I losing? <laughs> so there's a part of me that wants to go back and just play heroes so I get good again. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I mean, I always feel that way because I, I miss heroes. I miss playing with you guys. I miss playing. Uh, I should play. I should play. There's no reason not to play that game, except time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and uh, also I watched The Boys, which isn't a video game, but John said we have to talk about it. After I watch it, and I don't know if this is the right place, but if there's something you're steaming that you want to get off your chest, then, you know, it's a good time. Yeah. The boys is great. Uh, well, we can't. I think the point was we can't spoil it for you. And uh, okay, maybe it's not yeah. a good place to talk about that. You know, yeah, probably not. Except you dark. really you liked the season. I take it. I, right? I appreciated the super dong. I will say that. <laughs> leave it at that. Like I, I, I was like, okay, this is awesome. <laughs> the minute I saw that coming through this thing, I went, yeah. wait, there's a guy earlier that was sitting in a wheelchair or something that had like a giant wiener down his leg. Yeah. Is that can? And I th- I said to myself, that's not his wiener. There's no way they're doing this. And the more it started wrapping around, what's his name? The more I went, oh my gosh, it's the wiener. It's that guy's penis. (laughs) You know what that guy's name is, right? Uh, No, tell me. Love sausage. Oh my Lord. Of course it is. Anyways, it it all just confirmed that I, you know, this is, this is, this is Dan Trachtenberg's baby. Is that right? No. Well, he directed the the pilot episode. He he did the pilot. Yeah. But he's, he's, he was just one of the directors, but yeah. It's, Still, it just these people speak to me. You know who they are. Did you ever watch? Uh, did you ever watch Supernatural on the CW or whatever channel? No. Nope. You get up there. Nope. 
So Supernatural ran for, I don't know, nine, ten years or whatever with the two brothers that solved X-Files style crime with like Supernatural stuff. Anyway, people loved that. Um, The people that liked it, I guess. And it lasted a long time. But it was pretty mainstream, like, you know, it was... Uh, regular network channel fair wasn't yeah, like anything. Yeah. I mean, I see that there's fans out there. Like yeah. it has a fandom, but it's yeah. those guys, not not the guys, not the actors, but the guys who the ran that okay. show are creators and runners of this show. And in tonally, it could not be more different. Like they have gone all in on the boys in every way that word means. They have just gone all in. No holding really back. Really on this, like you know, I'm thinking like. 14 year old level of humor but also really intelligent writing sometimes i'm like am i watching a superhero show or is this about what's happening in 2020 right now you know what i mean like it sort of bobs in and out of that sort of that tightrope walk what i I loved about it one of the things i I loved about this season is i love that the deep never really got anything good happening to him this entire season (laughs) that's the story of all the seasons it has just been a slow decline for the deep and anytime (laughs) it even starts to peak it just drops right back down yeah the deep is Uh, just the freaking worst character in the history of the planet and also kind of my one of my favorites in the show i don't know if i've ever like usually violence against animals in shows like it's one of those things that just still gets me a little bit even though i know it's fake it'll sometimes register and dolphins are one of my favorite animals in the whole wide world but that scene in the first season with the dolphin Mm -hmm. may have been the hardest i've laughed (laughs) in a long time well the whale one this season got me too for the same reason it was so funny to me. everything to do with the deep cracks me up except he's kind of a he's horrible but he's terrible. He's terrible. I mean, you know, they call them infants. They're they're terrible. They have powers. They don't do things like normal people do. Of course, they don't. I think that's the whole premise. I love the deep, but I mean, Homelander steals the show. Oh, he's Homelander steals the yeah. whole show. Even Carl Urban can't like hold a candle to Homelander. Like he's he's the show. Yeah, for me, and like he he's what he looks like to me is like you know how there are villain archetypes. There's your Palpatines. There's your Anakin's and he to me in that show is like I don't think I've ever seen an archetype like that. I mm-hmm. feel like I'm seeing something new. He's Trump, but also he has superpowers. Like, you know, he'll kill some people, then he'll go out and do a press conference and be like, "Hey, everyone, you shouldn't smoke cigarettes." Homelander says so, <laughs> and then he'll turn around and then just go murder someone randomly and you know have sex in an alleyway, and then he's right back being America's sweetheart. Yep, obsessed about your awesome. boob milk. Yeah, drinking your boob milk as soon as he can get his hands on it. It's all about the boob yep. milk. It's it's kind of just it's just the commentary on it, so prescient to like what happens today, as good comic book any good comic book story does. So I yeah. love Homelander. I've been reading the, I've been reading the comic, and I don't like it as much as the show because the comic tends to just be sort of chaotically mean, and the show yeah the show comic's definitely meaner. I didn't like it as much yeah. either. But the show's show has a point, and that's interesting that they were able to pull that out of it. The kind of, uh, what's her name? Stormcaller? Is that the new chick? Yeah. She Storm is. Front. Stormfront. Stormfront. I keep saying caller. She is something. And that relationship, oh, man. What a cool show. It's very, very good. Don't watch it with your kids. Uh, <laughs> it's very adult, this content. But, man, if you want to see Homelander smush somebody's face into a brick wall, i got good news for you. <laughs> you, you get that this season. You do get that this season. Other things. Hey, we did all that without spoiling anything. 
So take that. Well, I don't think that's necessarily true, depending on where you draw the sausage. We spoiled Love Sausage for sure. Yeah, Yeah, I guess Love Sausage got spoiled. Just so you guys know, he's not a big character in it either. So don't go expecting some big Love Sausage storyline. No. (laughs) It's it's more of a bit gag, but it's a good one. Yeah. We'll say his role uh, is long. (laughs) (laughs) But not in the way you're expecting. Nope, not at all. Also, it's nice to see an X-Men alumni in a in the boys. That's fun to watch too. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, it's really great. If you guys haven't seen it, then I, I imagine everyone listening to us probably has. And if you haven't, you may want to check it out. And we didn't spoil a damn thing. So go enjoy it. And, I, and I will, I'm going to diverge from Bo a little bit here and say that I think Carl Urban might be the greatest casting ever for that character. I, don't, I cannot think of anyone who would be doing Billy Butcher better. I agree. I agree. It's just Homelander steals the show so much that even, even the great... Judge Dredd cannot does yeah. not compete in That's my a mind fair point. for like I'm like I can't wait for Homelander. When's the next Homelander scene? Come yeah. on, go yeah. Homelander. What crazy thing is he doing next? He I have no that. idea how to predict this character's behavior, and that's what I love about it. I oh, think he's such you a know? bastard. Such a bastard. All right, um, not you, Homelander. All right, here well, is uh, he can this do thing. whatever he wants. He can that's do whatever what he wants. Learned. Now I'm playing this right here. That's a good question. Okay, quick email. Talk to the core at gmail.com is our email address. We recommend you use it on the frequent. That's talk to the core at gmail.com. I got an email from somebody named Tooch. Do you think that's real or just a? Fa- it's probably fake, right? Tooch. Nobody's named Tooch. Okay, word to say. Tooch. Don't Tooch me. I don't know. Oh, it's a little like Cooch, like you were saying earlier. Exactly. Yeah. We're, we're one letter. Finally, you know. we've made it full circle on that one. Yeah. All the way from Cooch to Tooch. Anyway, Tooch says, hey, guys, did you all or sorry, did you see all the adventure games on Game Pass? That's all he asked. <laughs> I did. I did, too. So these are all I those bigger emails in there. What the hell happened? <laughs> they, they were long. So I put a short one in because we uh, we were over time. But I went and looked at uh, Game Pass earlier and noticed that all of the Double Fine stuff is in there now. Because they bought them, right? Microsoft now owns yeah, Double Fine. You, you got Grim Fandango, Full Throttle Remastered, Day of the Tentacle. Yeah, all the good old uh, deals. Oh wait, they've got. Oh, I didn't. So the answer to this question for me is I did not. Oh, you didn't. Hey, know. Deep yeah. Rock Galactics on there now. Oh no, way. just That's added cool. oh, along great. with Celeste, Eshade, and Comanche. Um, do you guys know if this Xbox Live thing is workable with the Nvidia GeForce now? Like, I uh, don't know. Do you have to own the game to stream it over GeForce now, or can you? I don't know. Probably not. I'm going to assume no. I mean, they may have. Hmm. I mean, it's because you have Steam. to launch the game from their authorized, like Steam or whoever's launchers are authorized in there. So I don't. Right. I don't know if Game Pass is, but I would guess that Game Pass seems like they'd want to because that means they're getting your Game Pass money. They don't care if you're also if Nvidia is also streaming it. Why would they care? It's like it's you're logging into a virtual machine, so they may not have an Xbox option on their virtual machine that you. Log well, they into. will have XCloud, so I guess the answer is yes. Oh, they will. Yeah, for that side, yeah, yeah. XCloud's happening for for all of it, um, but not. Oh, not for GeForce. You mean just there'll be XCloud, so we right. can just do XCloud. Yeah, okay. if you have Game Pass, use XCloud. Basically, yeah, that's that's a good point. Actually, okay, bring on the XCloud, please. Yeah, bring it on. But Tooch, uh, we did see it. Uh, those are good games. Grim Fandango is an amazing game that I never finished. I should go finish it, especially now it's remastered. And um, all those games are good. So thanks for the heads up. We appreciate it. If you want to be like Tooch, <laughs> send uh, an email to talk to the court at gmail.com. That is 
talktothecore at gmail.com. And we'll gladly read your emails right here on the show. A reminder that we don't do this show without your support at patreon.com slash core show. Thanks for all your support over there. Those who have, if you haven't, check it out and decide if it's a right fit for you. If it is, you'll get some cool stuff every month. And uh, you can be a broader part of the core family, which we would uh, love to see have happen with you and us and all of us. Uh, what else? Frogpants.com slash core is our website. Again, that email, talk to the core at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, core pod, John underscore Jagger, Scott Johnson, and at Bo Schwartz. And every Wednesday at four, uh, excuse me, 5 p.m. Mountain Time. That's 4 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. No, I get that all wrong. 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Mountain. We are doing the show live at frogpants.tv or twitch.tv slash frogpants every Wednesday night. That's going to do it for us. John, any final words of wisdom from you? Uh, hey, if you're wandering around London and you meet a guy named John Jackson, befriend that man, <laughs> for you have found a true ally in the face of all things. Is he J-O-H-N or J-O-N? J-O-H-N. Oh, that's too bad. That would have been amazing. I don't want to be, you know, you got to have goals. Yeah. I don't want to be exactly like John Jackson. <laughs> you have to aspire to be. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, jo- uh, Bo, anything to, to add or to regale us with? Um, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Oh, look at that. It's very, very stage worthy performance from Bo Schwartz. Everybody take a bow. Thank you all for being here. We'll be here next week with another episode of Core. And I'll have some news next week because there's actually a day coming up in this month where I won't be here. But we'll get to that next week. Don't worry. We'll all be here next week. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.